Hey, homegirls, this is your host and certified life coach, Bren J. Toxic and Recovery is a personal development podcast meant to inspire and uplift millennial Latinas. In this podcast, we consider our toxic states and traits, our inner toxica, and therefore we're on recovery to live our best lives. So join me on this journey as we grow alongside each other and see who we become in this process. The intention for today's episode is to help my homegirl start shedding some of the shame. And particularly around where we grew up, I think that's something that maybe is talked about, maybe it's not. I haven't heard much of it within the podcast that I listen to, but there's something different to be said like when you say like I grew up in Watts in Compton. Um for the East Coast that might be like the Bronx. Um I don't know many like areas in in the east coast right but point is like if you say that you grew up in the hood people look at you a little differently right um for whatever reason it might be for them you know i i can't say why but i would assume it's because yeah we have not always been known to have the best education in the hood there's a lot of violence um we're very underserved communities you know like there's just so much that scares people and and the fear is what makes people maybe you know not cringe but yeah sometimes kind of cringe when they're like oh you're from Watts you know or like oh you're from Inglewood you're from South Central like whatever it is and they're just like oh shit right um but but or should I be saying and with all of that said This episode is four reasons why growing up in the hood is your superpower. I'm super fucking stoked about this one. So a little story about me. So I grew up in Watts um, and so did my, my mom. And my dad, when he got to the States, I think, I'm not really quite sure where he was living, but he obviously met my mom and she lived in Watts her whole life, right? So I'm like a... For my mom's side, second generation to grow up in Watts. Um, to what I know of, like even when I left, like the year or two before I left Watts, there was still drive-bys happening not as often as before. And I know that uh, maybe even before I was born, there was definitely a lot more Um, like gang violence happening a lot of the drive-bys still happening like specifically on the block that I grew up on right Um, I went to school right next to uh, the Jordan Down projects and my mom always worked in schools that had sites either in the projects or like next to the projects Um, but a lot is to be said about us we are man growing up in the hood we are very knowledgeable of just how shitty life can be very early on and I say that like you know I'm I'm the kind of person that kind of like laughs or smirks when they're a little nervous and this is a little bit like nerve-wracking and talking about it because yeah somebody from the hood might be listening somebody that maybe I lived by or went to school with or whatever it is and they might have a different perspective on shit but 
the way that I feel and the way that I think is that that it wasn't always like cool, right? Like, yes, right now we are in an era where like people want to talk about like culture. Is I've been hearing a lot about like the LA culture. And recently there was something that I saw that was saying like, oh, the culture is dying here. And I don't know if that necessarily had to do with gentrification or whatnot, but they're like, let's just like keep it alive to live and die in LA, blah, 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 blah. And while I can see that perspective, I'm also like, wait a minute, like you realize how much trauma this culture has caused? Like, yes, the culture before it, the generations before it have all led us to the trauma that we have had. But then you fucking add like, you know, seeing the body bag, then you add like coming out after a drive-by and seeing that your neighbor got shot, or then you add like all the fucking things you add it. And it's not, it's not that fucking cool, right? Like, it's not like what you, when you're comfortable at home watching a movie, like I know right now, like a lot of um, shows and, and movies or whatever, like it's cool because you're sitting at home, comfortable, safe in your house watching this. But when you live in a community where that's really real, it's a whole different story, you know? Um, here's, here's okay, I guess, the story that I wanted to share with. So when I grew up, when I was growing up in L.A., uh, I had my quinceanera. And um, I'm coming up on my double quinceanera, which I'll definitely make an episode about that. So when you have a quinceanera, you usually have practice because you're going to do like a surprise dance or a vals, whatever you you know, both, whatever. Um, So I had people over. Now, I grew up and I lived in Watts pretty much my whole life. But I went to school in Southgate, which is sometimes considered like a better city, I guess, than Watts, a better, you know, whatever. But it has a lot of fucking crazy shit happening, too. So people from Southgate that were going to come out in my quince went over to my house, right? And while we were waiting for everybody to show up one day, a drive-by happened and like we were in the living room which is in the front of the house so I immediately like dropped down and like one of the girls that was there like she was just so fucking like she just like she just like froze like she looked like Bambi right and I was like get down and then like afterwards like that we got up and my mom came out and was like everybody's good or whatnot like I was like yeah and then she's like I like I didn't know and I was just like yeah I get it right like I get it and I didn't get it because as an adult, I realized like, holy shit, the fact that, I don't know, by the time I was like eight, probably like, or even younger, you just knew like if you heard gunshots close enough, like that it was a drive-by happening, like you get your ass down. And anyway, it was like (laughs) confusing to me that nobody knew that, that like that that wasn't somebody else's like reaction but then I realized like if you didn't grow up needing to have that that fight flight mode action kick in then why how would you know you know anyway so here are the four reasons that growing up in the hood is your superpower so one you have the underdog advantage so something about us growing up in the hood nobody expects us to really achieve shit We're probably supposed to be like this other fucking statistic. I mean, take me, you know, I 
at the when I was first born, like neither of my parents had much of a of an education, and um, one of my parents was not uh, he didn't have papers yet. He wasn't even like legal here yet. Um, and then one of my parents became an alcoholic. And they had unhealed traumas and ch childhood wounds, right? Like inner children shit that they never really were able to clean up. And so point is, like, all the odds were stacked against me from the get, you know? Uh, my parents became parents as teenagers. Like, if you add all the things and the fact that I was growing up in Watts, like, the statistics were definitely, like, she's going to get pregnant, you know, as a teenager, She's going to end up in a gang. She's probably going to end up dead. She is probably going to end up in jail. Like, these are the things that kind of come with that kind of culture, right? Like, of growing up, like, in a hood hood, right? Um, but nobody expects much to come from us. And that is an advantage because while everybody's sitting there like, oh, yep, nothing, nothing, you could be cooking up some real shit. You can really be like putting your your strategies, like learning from your failures. You could be getting all this shit together and nobody's going to, everybody's looking the other way. And so you don't have that pressure of like, I need to succeed because nobody's fucking probably looking at us. Like nobody's even paying attention. So because nobody is even like thinking that we are a, like a challenger that we're coming up or anything it gets the pressure off of us and so we have that underdog advantage number two is we are very vigilant so like I was saying my story about the drive-by if you grew up in the hood you probably learned how to really scan your surrounding areas you learned which cars are normal to drive by at which times you learned how to fucking lock those doors You learned when somebody was looking at a house that didn't look like they should really be in that house. Like, you learned all these things. You became very vigilant. And also, if you grew up in the hood and you grew up with parents that had some issues going on, more than likely, you also learned how to be vigilant at home because you had to be able to, like, read the room. Like, oh, shit, is an argument about to go down right now? Is one of my parents drunk? Is one of my parents upset? Is one of them depressed? Is one of them anxious? Like, you had to learn and pick up on these things, right? All right. If anything that you've heard has been resonating with you and you're like, damn, I just need to learn so much. I have so many questions. Make sure that you're following me on Instagram at Brenjay Life Coaching. And there's a link in my bio where it will lead you straight to like a questionnaire and Calendly link. And you can see if you'd be a good fit to work with me one on one. Um, and if not, make sure that you've checked out my website as well. Uh, www.brenjaylifecoaching.com. And you'll have more info there, more about me, more how to work with me. And there will also be two freebies. One of them is how to choose the right life coach for you. And it's like four steps on how to choose that right life coach. Because at the end of the day, it might not be me, but I just really, really am an advocate for people having life coaches. So even if it's not me, you should probably find yourself a life coach. And B, the other um, freebie is a list of my favorite books to kickstart your personal development journey. So make sure you go check those out and let's get back to the episode. Number three, we're cultured. <laughs> and this one I say in the sense that like 
uh, up until I left LA the first time to go to college, to go to um, Sacramento, I never went to school with white people. Like all my peers from what I could remember had always been black and brown. Like my neighbors were black and brown. The kids I went to school with were black and brown. Like I never knew much of anything else. I never had that conversation. So therefore you're allowed to really like embrace, you know, your culture, your community. I didn't, I didn't understand that until I left to university. And then like I started seeing more people and having classes with, you know, people of different backgrounds. And then when I relocated to Northern California, um, I really like got to meet and like work with people of different backgrounds and cultures and and it was like, oh shit, like you, it, it shook me out of like my, my little like, oh, this is what life is like. Like, no, my neighbor could be a white person and my other neighbor could be an Asian person. And like, it just blew my mind. But it also like, um, I would say Mexican American kids or Mexican kids that grow up in areas like the one that I live in now, sometimes they don't get to really like really really dive deep into their culture because they're not surrounded by as many people that represent them or that they can see themselves in you know so there's there's that right like <laughs> growing up in LA you can go to Plaza Mexico you could go to Placita Alvera you can go all these places you know shit you, it's not that far of a drive from TJ you can actually go to Mexico right whereas if you live all the way up here like in Northern California like you don't know what that's like. You don't know what it's like to like freaking have like mariachi, you know, with a dinner or like a show or like go watch a banda. Like you don't know none of that stuff. So there's that. <laughs> and then number four, I would say is we know the struggle and that usually motivates us to change. So knowing the struggle is the superpower. Because if you never know struggle, if you've had everything fucking handed to you, where's the motivation to really do more? Like, unless it's like, you know, and, and there, there's the difference. It's, it's pressure and not motivation. Like, at that point, you know, you have your parents probably telling you, like, if they've given you everything, but they're like, you got to achieve to do you. Like, you're going to be like, well, what? Like, I've always got it, so it can't be that hard. But when you grow up in the hood and you realize, like, shit, people are getting shot around me. Some of us, like, are going through these things at home. Some people don't have enough to eat. Some people are getting beat on the daily. Some people are getting abused. And even then, like, those conversations are probably not even had. You just, like, heard from your friends at school that, like, their parent beat their ass or something, like, really hard. And they had bruises or whatever it is. Like, you don't even understand really what's going on. But you do, as you grow up, you realize, like, I don't think that's normal, right? Like you start realizing like, I don't see that shit happen on Disney Channel or like whatever channel, right? <laughs> and, um, but I think that that's, that's a superpower. It's a superpower to know the struggle. Uh, I think J. Cole says it in one of his songs. Um, There's beauty in the struggle and there is because you understand now to be grateful for when the good moments come and how to really like motivate yourself to to push forward and try and find this something better. 
Um, so those were my four reasons <laughs> for why growing up in the hood is our superpower. So again, one, we have the underdog advantage. Nobody's expecting us to win, but we could fucking win, right? Two, we're very vig vigilant. So we can walk into a room and kind of start realizing like, okay, there's so-and-so, there's so-and-so. That doesn't look like it belongs there, blah, 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 blah. Like we can read that room, right? Number three, we're cultured. We grew up around our people. We grew up around people that were going through a lot of the same fucking struggles. Like, if your dad was fucking drunk outside, guess what? More than likely, the neighbor's dad was drunk outside, too. So, I mean, you don't feel that, like, alone in it, right? And uh, number four, we know the struggle. And knowing the struggle is really good, again, because we also know that we don't want to be living that struggle for the rest of our lives. So, I hope this episode helps some of y'all because. We need to drop the shame of being like, oh, yeah, I grew up in like Watts or I grew up in Compton or like having that over like, yeah, I grew up in the hood. So like be scared of me because no, like, yeah, I grew up in the hood, but I personally was not involved in gangs. Um, not everyone that grows up in the hood is like, you know, a gangbanger, a killer, a drug seller and user or user like that's not. Uh, this is everyone. You might be related to somebody that might have shit. It might have been you at some point. But what I strive to do in this podcast is to make sure that we're moving forward, that we're in recovery, right? And if you lived in a community where that was kind of the norm or that's what the community is known for, then yeah, it fucking caused some traumas, right? So I want you guys to know that you are not alone the thing that you might feel shame for might just be your fucking superpower. And in my case, I believe it is my superpower. It's my superpower that I grew up in a community that showed me just so, so fucking much. Right. And it still gave me like, even though there was these little like scary and bad moments, it also gave me some cool ass opportunities. Right. Like shit. When I was in elementary school, I was able to um, become a Scholastic Kids news reporter and go to like presidential campaigns and interview um, poli politicians that were like in the run for this, right? And uh, I know some people that went to Jordan High probably got to do a lot of like EF tours traveling, right? And now, and moving on to like now in 2023, and it started a few years back, I think like you have people like Sticks and Watts, who created Think Watts, who I think he founded Think Watts. And now they're helping kids in the community be more financially literate and understand like, holy shit, I can make money, I can invest money, and the money will like work in itself and make more money while I'm doing whatever it is, and so on and so forth. Like he partnered up with like the Clippers and the Rams and Planet Fitness. Like this dude is making fucking change. So you can see that we can make change. Somebody just has to like stand up and do the hard work. And the work is not fucking easy. It's just not. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's needed. And we have this superpower. So let's not let it go to waste. Woo. That was a lot. <laughs> I got so passionate about it. And in the moment, because I, even though I don't live in Watts anymore, I know that I know I can feel it. I, I expect it that one day I'm going to be going back. I'm going to be serving my community. I'm going to be helping 
all the brenditas that are in the hood still that their parents are going through shit that everything that I went through all of my experiences were not in vain and shit like like I said I was a second generation person to grow up and watch so I got to see what it was like for me growing up there and I got to see what happened like with my mom growing up there and other family members and and yeah I got to see a lot of outcomes and understand that this is just one hood right there's hoods all over the world not even just in the U.S., like all over the world. So we really need to represent for those people and show our superpower. All right, that's all I have. Thank you guys so, so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you again. All right, so if you haven't got annoyed of me already, make sure that you're following me on Instagram at Coaching, and that you are following the podcast. So whether you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher, um, make sure you hit the little follow button so that you know when new episodes come out. And if you're on Apple Podcasts and even Spotify, because I think Spotify allows you to rate and review now too, please, please, please review the podcast. That is the only way that I can get help from you, the listener, um, to grow this episode and sharing it with people. Go ahead and like share it on your stories and tag me on it. I want to see who's listening and what um, people are saying about it. And if you have any questions or any comments, suggestions for topics that you want to hear me speak about on the podcast, just go ahead and DM me on Instagram, Toxica, so that I know that you heard me on here. And um, I can't wait to respond. So until next time, sincerely, Toxica and Recovery. <laughs>